May we have your attention, please? As we all know, the railway is going through a period of change. This applies to the rail network as well as to other parts of the systems. New lines and stations are being built and old ones being brought back into service. Electrification and new signalling projects all place demands on the workforce at a time when unemployment is at a very low level. So, where do you find the people you need to fill vacant roles? One answer is the Pathway Programme that's been run across South Wales. It gives Category D prisoners, those that have committed more minor offences, the chance to get the skills, experience and possibly even a job that will reduce the likelihood of reoffending and going back to prison. Among the rail industry companies that are working with the Pathway Programme is Amy Infrastructure Wales, along with Transport for Wales as a partner. Transport for Wales has formed the Kreith Alliance. Kreith means core in Welsh, to help transform the Core Valley Line network in South Wales. Amy Infrastructure Wales is a key delivery partner, along with Balfour Beatty, Siemens and Alan Griffiths. To tell us about his involvement in the Pathway Programme and how it has helped complement his workforce, I'm joined today by Steve Womack, Head of Health and Safety, Environment and Quality at Amy Infrastructure Wales, and by Gareth James Anderson, who has come through the programme. Steve, welcome to the RSSB podcast. To start the conversation, could you please tell our listeners how you came to your current role in the railway? Thank you, Ant. So I joined the railway in 1990. I took a year out. Uh, I was currently doing my A-levels, didn't do as well as I wanted to. So I thought I'd take a break from education. But here we are, 33 years later, still in the same industry. Been very fortunate to have a long and varied career. Haven't always been in safety. I started with the train operators, did various sort of operational roles before moving into training and then on to safety. And it was that kind of combined experience that enabled me to get the job in South Wales that I'm currently doing, working for Amy Infrastructure Wales, looking after both the IM organisation and the major project delivery. Thank you very much, Steve. So that's how you came to be involved with the railway. Next question has to be how you got involved with the Pathway Programme. TFW, our client, pitched this idea to us approximately 18 months ago. And the idea was to create long-term sustainable employment for people leaving the uh, prison service. And it's a Welsh government-backed initiative as part of their Future Generations Act. And the idea is that we take on individuals who are on a temporary license, which enables them to work as they come towards the end of the sentence whilst they're in a, an open prison. And then at the end of it, if those individuals have been successful, then we can look at permanent employment. The idea of doing it as part of a collaboration is because in the project world, we get peaks and troughs in work. So the workforce can sometimes be quite transient. And that wouldn't necessarily suit the needs of these individuals who are looking for more sort of stable long-term employment, ideally relatively close to home. So the thought was that if we took somebody in as part of the scheme and the role with that particular organisation came to an end, but they had a transferable skill set, then we could look through a preferable arrangement, move them into a, another role to continue their employment in the local area. Steve, that's certainly a very commendable thing to do, working for the benefit of the local community, but many people's reaction to ex-offenders could be, to say the least, cautious. So how do you pick the candidates for the roles you need to fill? 
Yeah, that's a good point. And that's something that we did debate quite extensively when we were first introduced to the programme. So we had an initial session in our main office in, in Traforest, and then we actually had a, a session at the prison that we've been working with to run through with a team there, the kind of the pros and cons. But we also had some sort of very frank discussions about the kind of ex-offenders people were willing to work for. And I think it's worth being open about that point, because when you start talking about people that have committed offences, that can generate all kinds of reactions in people who may have previously been exposed to crime or no family members, friends, etc., or could be upset by some of the things that they read in the paper. So we did have quite a discussion around that point. But one of the things that's worth pointing out, the people that we've been working with are all people that have demonstrated good behaviour through their sentence. So all of the individuals that we've been working with would have started in a, a closed environment and then they've moved into an open prison and it's part of them sort of being rehabilitated back into the wider community. And some of the stats around people reoffending when they're released were quite shocking. We don't have in the UK a particularly good track record in, in keeping people back out of the system. And so that was kind of one of the big attractions for it. The project that we're doing is very much of a benefit to the local community. We are working on the Cardiff Valley Line network. We have a large local workforce and the people that have come through the Pathways programmes are also part of that local community. So the way that we've looked at it is about that long-term benefits it can bring and a kind of a, a longer lasting legacy and just trying to break that reoffending cycle. Thank you, Steve. As I've said before, and you've also mentioned some people's reaction to ex-offenders may be cautious. What's been the response from your existing team members? From my perspective, overwhelmingly positive. I think people's attitudes generally have changed over the last sort of 10, 15 years to a whole number of issues. And I think working with ex-offenders, that's part of that kind of cultural shift that we're seeing and people wanting people to be given a second chance, as it were. I mean, one or two people were cautious and wanted to know about the type of offences and that that had been committed. But generally, it's been very positive as the chaps have come through the scheme. And it's so far, it's only men we've been working with, but we are looking longer term at women as well. But as the chaps have come through the scheme, we haven't really announced individuals coming into the project. It's being done relatively low key. Again, this was something that was debated. Do we have a big welcome to this company and let everybody know who they are? Or shall we take a more kind of low key approach, but tell everybody about the scheme? And it was that low key approach and telling everybody about the scheme. That's the path that we chose. And generally, once people have proved themselves and demonstrated they're just as capable of doing the work as anybody else, and that has been generally, it's been very widely accepted. There has been one or two pockets where people have been a little bit more cautious. But overall, I would say it's been very successful and the wider workforce have been very supportive. Uh, excellent news. I'm going to turn it around the other side now to Gareth, looking at it from that other side. First, how did you get involved with the programme? And then what was the reception that you got from the existing team members? Thanks, Ant. Yeah, first being introduced to the programme itself, we were told about it within the system, within Prescoid. So they advertised that Transport for Wales were advertising many roles for us to go and be interviewed for. 
This was quite new. It was quite exciting at the time. Nothing like this had been offered to us so far. There are various jobs that you can get within the system, but this was completely new. So this was first advertised around November, December 2021. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a massive opportunity for us. But there were 11 of us in, in total at the time. And yeah, we, we were welcomed there with, with open arms, interviewed by various employers. So we had representatives from Amy, from Alan Griffiths, Siemens, uh, Balfour Beatty, along with Transfer for Wales there as well. And yeah, we're, we're all based on our, our skill sets and our experience. Yeah, we're adopted by the various teams. Excellent news. Thank you. And then going back to that second question, what was the reception that you got from the existing team members when you joined? So, yeah, I came into Amy and I was greeted with open arms. Everyone was very accepting. Everyone was very understanding. A lot of people there knew the situation that we were in. So they were very understanding of that. They knew that some of the restrictions that we did have, and they knew some of the difficulties that we were going through, but they made sure that we were catered for in every respect, making sure that we felt absolutely comfortable and we were able to complete our tasks, do our roles without any issue. Thank you very much, Gareth. That sounds very, very positive. Steve, I'll turn back to you now. I know you've been involved in this program for about 18 months now. So what have been the results? Overall, it's been a great success between ourselves and our delivery partners. Uh, We've taken on 12 people through the scheme now. On our side, we've had three people drop out, but it was one of the things that we discussed at the very beginning that nothing's ever going to be 100% successful. So it may not work for everybody or may not be the right path for them. So that's just part of what you need to accept. I mean, in terms of learning, I mean, there's many things that we've learned and there's certainly things that we are starting to do differently now. When we first set out, it was a great deal of enthusiasm, but a distinct lack of experience with most people involved in the scheme. And also, we didn't necessarily have the right level of structure within our businesses to deal with some of the issues that cropped up. So we've been learning and developing as we've been going along. And so we are now putting sort of a more formal structure in place. And a lot of it's to do with the kind of the onboarding process, the HR management as people come through the schemes. It's probably worth noting that of the individuals that have joined us so far, they're all at different stages in in their sentence. So Gareth has actually been very successful and is now a, a permanent employee. But there are other people that are still finishing their sentence so they're going back to the prison every evening and then the people that just newly released and each of those stages in people's lives has a different impact on them and that's some of the things that we need to manage and work around and be supportive something that we'd probably not thought through previously and one of the main points of learning really is that is that transition as they're released back into civilian life Because whilst they're working towards that point, when they are finally released and either go back home or set up on their own again, that initial period is a huge transition in their lives. And many things are changing. And if they've got a job on top as well, it can all have an impact. So what we started to do now is for the first week that people are released, we're giving them a week of compassionate leave just to give them a chance to start adapting. 
And it's something for many of us involved in the scheme, we've never been in prison. So it's not something that we necessarily understood or, or thought through. Whilst we can empathise, it's not quite the same as having that knowledge and some of the things that we've been learning. And also, as people have come through the scheme, they've come in at different levels in the business. So Gareth is, is doing my team. He's, he's one of the safety advisors that's working across the programme. One or two of the chaps are in more hands-on roles. And we've got people in managerial positions as well, you know, that are responsible for managing teams of people. And with each of those roles, there are different considerations that need to be thought through and then just make sure that we've got the right support structure in place for this to be successful. Because for us, that is the measure of success. The more people that we can retain in the scheme and then put into permanent employment as they come to the end of the sentence, that's good for us and, and kind of that long-term approach. And as we're looking currently at bringing new people into the business, we've reflected back on the last 18 months and we're trying to put some of those new measures into play so that we can continue the success that we've had so far. Thank you very much, Steve. Obviously, a great, a steep learning curve, but mm -hmm. also some very successful changes out of it. Mm -hmm. Gareth, I'm going to turn back to you now. Steve's just told us everything that he's learned. What have you got from the programme? So... Personally, myself, and I, I think I can speak for everybody who's been adopted from the program as well, it's, it's given us a massive opportunity to start off a career path that I think otherwise wouldn't have been an option for us without this scheme. I know myself, I was studying at the time to, with my health and safety qualifications and when these roles first came out, I, I never dreamed I'd be doing the job that I was training for so quickly, even whilst I was in the system itself. And when that was presented to me, I yeah, I fully accepted and I'm totally grateful for that opportunity in the, from the get-go. But I know that across the board from all of us that have joined in from the scheme, it's allowed many of us to have that experience in a, in a completely new role, completely new discipline and give us the opportunity to develop our skills or our learning or, or whatever it is that we wanted to excel in. And it's given us that opportunity to learn and be able to provide for our families within the system, never mind upon release. So it's given us a massive head start in being able to provide. Excellent news, Gareth. Thank you very much. Steve, back to you now. From what you've told us today, it sounds as though your experience has been remarkably successful. It has both given you extra resources and delivered social value to your local community. So question one is, would you recommend others to look at the program? And question two, do you know if other similar programs are being run in England and Scotland? In answer to your first question, absolutely 100%. It is definitely something that I would recommend. There is a lot of talk in the press at the moment about labour shortages and looking at getting people back into work. But if you look at the prison system, there's a large untapped potential there. And all the people that we've been dealing with, I mean, their enthusiasm and want to do well, to better themselves, to demonstrate to others that they're capable and the energy they're putting into it, is, to be quite honest, has been second to none. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of the individuals that have come through this scheme actually stand out. It's not the fact that they were ex-offenders, it's that they're some of the best workers we've got on the programme. So I would absolutely recommend it. There are other schemes being run around the country. So the scheme is a, is a release on temporary license. I think what's been unique 
in what we've been doing is this transition to permanent employment. So there are quite a few employment opportunities for people serving as they come towards the end of the sentence, but they tend to be more sort of contract positions. So they do it for a period of time and then it ends on their release and then a different group of people kind of take over their roles. So I think that's the difference with what we've been doing. But yes, it's certainly something that the government is looking at and more schemes are being developed and have been implemented. And certainly our parent organisation, Amy, are looking at schemes elsewhere. I know that the team have been looking at a prison in Liverpool, for example. So yeah, there's definitely other schemes out there. And if anybody wants to have a conversation about what we've learned and some of the things that we're looking to do differently, then you know I would be more than happy for people to get in contact and talk you through that process. Because some of the difficulties and challenges that we've had with the scheme have not been with individuals, but it's been within our own organisations. And the fact that we were relatively ill-prepared for this scheme. You know, as I said earlier, we all started out with a lot of enthusiasm for doing it and then we're kind of developing things on the hoof. And that's not necessarily the best way to do it for the individuals themselves because they come to us often with a lot of nervousness and trepidation and they're looking for security, consistency and continuity. And it's easy to forget that. Now, I've spent a number of years working in projects where things are very fluid and changing on an almost hourly basis sometimes. So we learn to adapt with it quicker. But for schemes like this, it needs to be at a different pace and it needs to be more structured. So yeah, would recommend it and, and happy to have a conversation to help others out if they want to embark on a similar journey. Thank you very much, Steve. We'll make sure that in the show notes, there's some way of making contact with you should people want to carry out that conversation. Gareth, I'm going to turn back to you. Steve's mentioned that we have people in the program who are at different stages of their sentences. When you began, you were released just two months after you started, but that's not the case for everybody. So could you explain how it differs for others? Yeah, I'll start off by giving my perspective firstly, just coming straight from being within the system to coming out into the real world. When I first got employed, there were some difficulties trying to manage the fact that I was being released to my hometown, which was quite far away from the job. So I wanted to relocate myself closer down to here. So I was able to continue with with my journey here within Amy. But there were complications there with the probation service. This, This is something new to them as well. And that was just due to the timing of the opportunity that was presented to us all and my time coming to an end within there. So that was a unique challenge within itself for me and I think for the probation service as well. And of course, everyone within Amy then supporting me along that journey, trying to make sure that that communication link was there between prison, probation service and within the companies here. So that was quite challenging. But I'm here, so it managed to work out okay. That was my personal journey there. I know for others, some have been recently released. Uh, I mean, even very recent weeks, months now. Some are still within the system. So there are different challenges that are presented to those that are, again, newly being released now. They've got to secure their financial situations outside of the prison system. They're going back to their homes, their families. 
the responsibilities that they have in their own personal lives. And then those that are still within the system are bound by certain rules that are there for a reason. Obviously, we are still serving our sentences, some of us. So that needs to be accounted for. But with that, there is a good communication link between the prison system and the various employers that are on on the project. So as long as that is accounted for, I'm sure many of many of the issues that could present themselves are, are nipped in the bud, probably. But yeah, there are still those that are still serving their sentence. They're going through a whole different challenges themselves. Steve, you've already talked about a lot of this in terms of what people have learned and the steep learning curve that everybody was on when you started. What have you and the program organisers learned in the last 18 months? I think probably the biggest thing that we've learned is the challenges around people's mindsets. So just to give an example, we've got an individual that's currently in a managerial position with us, but he's still within the prison system. So every evening when he finishes work, he's going back to the prison that we've been working with, and then he comes back into work the next day. And that has a big impact on people's mindsets, you know, because you're working in a very different world to what you're then going back to in an evening, which is completely different to the vast majority of everybody else that's working on the programme. And it's those challenges and understanding those differences in the work environment, because when he's in work, because he's in a managerial position, he has a lot of freedoms. He's able to travel on the project within boundaries because we do have some travel restrictions and the way that some of the things that he can do in work. But of course, then in the evening, he's going back into a very restricted environment. And that itself does present some challenges. And then when people get released as well, as you know, I already touched upon, that transition moving from a life of prison back into civilian life is a huge period of change. A number of the chaps that we've been working with have gone back to families and to the children, but may have been away from them for four or five years and only seeing them on visits and things like that. And so they're having to sort of reintegrate into family life. And anybody that's got children and and is married knows that, you know, that can be challenging at the best of time without having to try and reintegrate, having been away for a period of time. So it's just, it's understanding some of those challenges, just making sure that we've got the right structure in place to support the individuals as they transition through their prison life. And also look at mentoring. I mean, one of the things that I've been able to do with Gareth is to use Gareth to provide some mentoring for people that are coming through on the scheme that are new onto the scheme with us. And so they can benefit from Gareth's learning. And also because Gareth has been with us for nearly 15 months now, you know, he also understands the people, the project and the company a bit more. And so he's able to act as a link. And I think that's also important as well is that relatability people are more likely to go and speak to Gareth about some issues than they would to come to me or come to the line manager because they feel that they can relate to that individual and like Gareth and Gareth would better understand their situation. And then Gareth then can come to me or whoever, and then we can have that conversation and and look at what we can do to aid people. So I think for me, that's probably the biggest learning point is before you embark on a scheme like this, is just to sit down, have that discussion think about the changes that are going through these individuals' lives, those transition points, because they can be triggers for behaviours that you might not necessarily expect or even understand at the time, because a lot of that is sort of stress-related. 
And then the other main learning point as well is is, is understanding again. It's it's kind of a mindset one, but from a slightly different angle. So depending on people's lives, so some of the people that are in the justice system are there because they're career criminals. So they have a very different mindset to people that are in there that have just made a mistake. And that's one of the things that we've got to remember. There are people that have been sent to prison because they made a mistake, but in doing so, they broke the law and there is a consequence to that. And when they come into the workplace, the people that made mistakes you know, have probably worked before and are more readily able to adapt to a new working environment, whereas some of the individuals that we've worked with have been Hopefully, I can use this expression, Gareth, and he'll tell me off afterwards if I can't. I've been, you know, I'll use an inverted commas, career criminals, and have not necessarily had a permanent or full-time employment previously. And so, they're also learning how to navigate the world of work, which again, brings different challenges. And that was something that we'd not really thought about previously as well. Thank you, Steve, definitely something for other people to think about if they are considering, and I hope they do, consider getting involved in one of these programs. To finish off, I think, Gareth, could you just sum up your whole experience of the last 18 months, 15 months? Mine, yeah, it's my experience on the scheme has been very enlightening for myself. It's allowed me to really set myself up for the future. It's given me the opportunity to get that experience on a role that I never thought that I would be able to jump straight into. It's given me a lot of insight into a whole new career line, never mind the industry itself. So, yeah, I, I think it's given me the opportunity to, to develop academically, physically, mentally, and has allowed me to support myself as soon as I've come out, as soon as I come through those doors. Thank you very much, Gareth. And thank you, Steve. Thanks both for taking the time to talk with me today. I hope it's shown other people that they may be able to get involved with the system and reduce the labour shortages that they may be having. And also to bring that extra bit of social value to their local communities. So I'll just say thank you all for listening. And until the next time, stay safe and stay well. Thank <laughs> you.